This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN in New York. And by the way, 11 o'clock, we will have another region that we will display for you in our rewatchable movie bracket that is speeding along, along with the NCAA tournament. Hello, Gordon Damer. Larry, how we feeling, my friend? How we doing? Gordon, I'm feeling better than when I spoke with you this afternoon. Oh, I hope so. I hope so, because it was not a great afternoon for one Larry Hardison. Now, how did you find Did you find out the news about your closer last night? Was it? I was going to text you last night when I saw it, but I thought there was a possibility, because we were on earlier last night, that you might mm-hmm. already be shut down for the night. I didn't, that's not the type of thing you want to get woken up to. So I said, you know what, let, let no. him sleep through the night. He'll find out in his own due time. So how did you find out the news about Edwin Diaz? You mean you didn't hear me screaming at about 2 (laughs) a.m.? I did not. I did not. I was in the middle of watching Golden State Clippers. Okay. And uh, I saw the highlight. And I screamed. Ah! Uh, Louder than that. No. And then... uh, I started throwing stuff this morning after I heard the diagnosis. You know, like LaGreca threw the stuff in the studio? When the microphone broke that time. Yeah, when he said, get rid of this garbage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I started to do around stuff around the office. Look Firmly. at this garbage! Look at this garbage! Yeah, yeah exactly. it, it has to I make did. you feel that way, right? Oh. I mean, this is the time of year. I mean, spring oh, training is this way always, but especially when you're getting close to opening day, which is not that far away now. No. It's basically like two weeks. Uh, you just want to keep everybody – just get me there. Just get just me get there me healthy. healthy. That's all I want. That's all yeah. I want. As a matter of fact, he tweeted out, Edwin Diaz, to all my beloved fans, especially the Mets fans, I want to let you know that I am doing well in healing. I feel blessed and grateful for your support with messages and prayers. Thank you very much. Can't wait to see you guys in New York again and play those trumpets. Um, Gordon, the diagnosis is eight months. It's not oh. really a surprise. When you saw the reaction of people on the field. When they were crying, you knew. Yeah, when people are crying on the fields, you kind of hope that maybe you somehow avoid the worst case scenario, but it's not very likely. So Mm -hmm. it almost seemed like they knew right away that it was something that was going to be really bad. And unfortunately, they nailed it. It is really bad. Oh. That's a that's a huge loss for the Mets. He was a, he was absolutely dominant last oh, year. He so was a, last he year. was a, the 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 poster child for showing that you can turn it around in New York. You can turn it around at any point. It's all based on performance because his performance was lights out last year. He was really part of the the vibe of the season with the the, the trumpets and the and the strikeouts. And I mean, he was just overpowering. Uh, and now you have to figure out a way to. You have to figure out a way to replace him, which is a guy that he's one of one, right? I mean, he is yeah. he is a lights out closer, so it's going to be Plan B for the Mets. Well, fortunately, a guy that you know very well, who had mm-hmm. the tough job of following Mariano Rivera as the closer, is one David Robertson, and so yep. he's done some closing, did some closing for Phillies, done some closing for a couple of other teams since he left the Yankees. And listen, if he can, if he can, he did a very good job following a legendary figure. Like, like, I mean, he, I mean, he followed a superhero <laughs> in, in Mariano Rivera, and he did a really good job for it, uh, considering. And so, you know, we're gonna have, as Met fans, we're gonna have to rely on him to be uh, Edwin Diaz. Now, he's he he is going to be, okay, he's gonna be. I have to invest in some tums, because he's gonna be the guy that's gonna make it. Yep. 
uneasy. <laughs> it's never going to be he, easy. He, he did have the nickname Houdini with the Yankees for a, for a while there, and uh, he, he's he's not young anymore. He's at, no. what, 38 now? Yeah. But he did yeah. certainly have a big bounce-back year last year where things seemed like it was trending to – um, you know, kind of bouncing around, but for the Cubs mm-hmm. and for the Phillies, he was he was very good. So uh, I'm sure the Mets, with Steve Cohen's checkbook yes. on their side, will be looking yes. around at other options. I know the name Zach Britton has been mentioned, so uh-huh. um, they will uh, they will have to uh, try to figure out what the Plan B is. Plan B won't be nearly as good as Plan A, but it no. might be good enough to get you through. Yeah, we hope so, and uh, you know, hopefully. Uh, Buck Showalter will use Zach Britton this time. <laughs> now, now when you when you saw the injury and you you uh, know it didn't take much to put two and two together. How long was it before? What were your what are your feelings now about the World Baseball Classic? And did um, they change any as a result of this injury now? Because a lot you know one of the big takeaways is this is a dumb time to do this. This guy got hurt. You know. You can say that he could have got hurt anywhere, but you're not getting hurt celebrating a split squad game in Sarasota, right? I mean, exactly. It, it is part of the equation when you look at the injury and how things happen. It wasn't just from pitching because an injury from pitching can happen anytime. It was a, it was mm-hmm. an injury from a celebration, which generally would not happen in spring training. Even though a couple of years ago the Mets remember the Mets uh, had uh, they they practiced what winning the World Series would be like in yes. spring training yes yeah. with Luis oh, Rojas yeah, yeah so yeah, I guess yeah, it yeah. could happen in spring training but what are your thoughts did it change your thoughts on the World Baseball Classic first of all it's so nice to have a grown up to manage this ball club <laughs> <laughs> Buck's not doing that you know <laughs> no, okay guys so. game seven now all right uh, let's everybody get positions <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Action. Yes, action. Right, that's no. the better. Right, action. Gordon. I'm not a director. See, that shows you right. No, now. let's go back to what we know. In three, two, one. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so so let me take you through this. Originally, when it first happened, I had a couple of pound signs leading into the the letters WBC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so originally, okay. Uh, then I was listening to Alan Hahn and Bart Scott today. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how the narrative, here goes people, they're complaining about this. This was a freak accident, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you, now people don't want people to celebrate and stuff like that. And so I, it's not that I don't want them to celebrate. And understand, I, I get, this is the baseball Olympics, Right. This is really the baseball Olympics. And for these countries, Gordon, this is serious business like this. This is not bragging rights. This is not rivalries. This is life. All right. So so I get it. I get the whole celebration part of it. I get it. But what I feel about the WBC is I understand why the Yankees say you can't go. Okay, this is the reason why they say you can't go. And and it goes back to I don't have to tell you it goes back to Mark Teixeira. Mm-hmm. Who had that injury in the WBC, and not only was he was he never the same. Not only did he get hurt then, but he was never the same. He never recovered. He wasn't the same player after that. Yeah, he got hurt a lot after that. You know, um, so so for me, it was like okay, I understand it. I understand from the player's perspective, especially representing your country. I, I understand that you really want to play. You really want to go. But I'm kind of torn, Gordon. I am. I, I understand from their standpoint. But for me, as as a, as a Met fan, I'm not happy that my guy is over there and got hurt. 
I'm not and, happy about and it. And we talked about the ch- the chances that one of the Mets got hurt because they had so many guys, right? Yeah. The, the odds just go up. Uh, look, I, I can understand people that really like the World Baseball Classic. Clearly, it resonates with the players because they want to represent their country and they get joy in that. So that's all good. And anything that can that the that the owners can be happy with because they're making money off of it. They're gonna do it. Anyway. And the players <laughs> like it because they want to take part in it. That's great. That's fair. anytime you can have some cooperation between the two sides is great. But here's the thing: like to me, am I a baseball fan? Yes, but I'm more a Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. So, I, if the guy gets hurt in spring training, to me, that's part of the Yankees' season. Mm-hmm. This is something extracurricular. And while I might enjoy watching it at a time, at the end of the day, I'm signing up to watch the Major League Baseball season. Mm-hmm. And anything that takes away from the Major League Baseball season, to me, is a negative. And I was listening yeah. to the K show today. Michael says it makes more sense to have it in November. I agree. If you're going to have it, have it then. So mm-hmm. at least you have time to recover. Not that it would save uh, Diaz, but at right. least you'd have more time to, to recover from injuries. I, I just don't understand how anybody can't look at it and say this is a result of the World Baseball Classic because that's while you might enjoy the event – it's a it's it's essentially a new event. It doesn't happen every year. Mm-hmm. You're not signing up. You're not a World Baseball Classic fan. You might enjoy right. it, but mm-hmm. primarily you're a baseball fan. You're a fan of a team in Major League Baseball, and yeah. anything that takes away from that uh, feels like uh, it's it, it's not necessary. And uh, I would be ticked off if it was my guy that got hurt. And look, the Yankees got plenty of guys hurt that didn't take place in the World Baseball yeah. Classic. But to yeah. me, that's at least part of the baseball season. And and I can deal with that better than something that was not necessary. Yeah, that it's extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it is, you know what it is, Gordon? It's, it's my guy skiing in the offseason. And getting into an accident. It's my guy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's something that's got yeah. nothing to do with what he's supposed to be doing on the field. And so it it, it hurts. It, it bothers, especially, a, a, you know, especially him. I mean, this is a, you don't have anybody that, that can be him. You don't have right. that, that replacement for him. Not saying that if it was another player, you got hurt. Okay. You wouldn't feel bad. Of course you feel bad. Because as you mentioned, this, they're all part of your team. But this is a major part of your team. It, yeah, it, it, Cobb, it, it's, sure. He's he's the Peter Alonso of the of the defense. He's the Peter Alonso almost of the pitching st- of the relievers. He's Peter Alonso of the relievers. Yeah, I mean he's he's an all star closer. He's um, he's lights out. He's not just a guy that you signed who's who's assigned the ninth inning. He's a weapon, right? I mean Buck yeah. Showalter was using him as a weapon last year, so to be losing him for the entire season. Look, I, I don't think it's it's going to derail the Mets. I mean, you can you can replace a closer, mm-hmm. I'm sure, if they have issues. But he's just not like a, a, a middle-of-the-road closer. He's no. he, he's the, he might be the best guy. I mean, he might he have elite. the best season last year. He was elite last year, Gordon. Elite, Let's absolutely. Say, he was elite. And, and it gave Buck, you know, an alternate way and freedom to use him differently, not just as a closer. He'd bring him in in the eighth inning. He'd pitch four outs, five outs if necessary. All right. He, he, because he was so good, he was dominant. And now you don't finish that. He finished ninth in the Cy Young last year for a reliever, for a reliever, <laughs> for, for 62 innings. That's how lights out he was. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, so, so I wasn't happy. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I, I called Gordon this afternoon because I, you know, we're partners. Yeah, and I wanted to just. Share I was there with him. for you. 
Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Despite other people's best efforts on this station, we're 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 friends. We're we're tag team partners, yes. and we stick together. We don't yes. we don't get divided easily. Yeah. So speaking of which, mm. um, I had a chance to listen to our morning show over yeah. the past couple of days. Uh-huh. They're, they're pretty funny. They are. They're great. They're, they're pretty funny, and you know the supporting cast is hilarious. <laughs> RJ and Ray are pretty funny too. But I'm listening, and and the other thing while I was talking with Gordon. I congratulated him on beating me in the hosts of, of host sadness yeah. that the morning show runs. Um, their bracket said so we have the rewatchable movie bracket, and we will unveil right. a that reason, brings people together at eleven o'clock. Yes, yes. Their host sadness is is designed to drive people apart. People unhappy with where they're seated, controversy. After last year, right? Last year they had it. Yes, and it was was it Dave and Don. There was some some shenanigans, as they say. Yes, where where somebody did something, and all of a sudden it was you know five thousand votes in ten seconds, and Don <laughs> ran, and Dave was very upset, and his blame anybody he could point a finger at, he was blaming them. Hanging Chad was it? Right. Oh my God! I mean, he was he was apoplectic. He was so upset. Yes. And then He's this passionate. year, Dave is passionate. Yeah. Well, of course, that's what you want. That's and then it. this year, He's, they they do job. it day one. And yes. all of a sudden, someone you'd have to think on their show, within the company, something along those lines, uh-huh. is, is pulling some shenanigans to, uh, to get Michael Kay, the number one seed, uh-huh. ousted. So it just shows The number you one that, seed was ousted? Yeah, Michael Kay was ousted by, um, by Pat O'Keefe. Wow. And it was, it was the situation where, I don't Congrats, know how many, Pat. They got They got a <laughs> lot of votes. Yes. Um, but that poll had like twice as many votes as all the other polls. Pat O'Keefe. Wow. All right, here, DPA Patrol and Rothenberg. Uh, Pat O'Keefe in for Rick. Or excuse me, Rick's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very early oh, in the morning. It's very yes, it early is. in the morning. Oh, don't we know? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> don't we know? And you don't but, sleep the night before, ladies and gentlemen. Let's tell you that. Yeah. You don't sleep the night before. No, you wake up in a panic every 90 minutes. <laughs> Did I oversleep? Did I oversleep? What time is it? Ooh, yeah. But that just shows you that show is all about driving people apart. A lot of times people within the show itself. And uh, our show is about bringing people together. Larry. Well, we That's bring we people do. together and they bring people together in their own way. Mm. In their own way, they do. But I'll Pointing tell you fingers. This. Well, you know, listen, tomorrow morning, you guys listen and make your own decisions about DPH and Rothenberg, 6 to 10. Well, the right show itself is fantastic. Oh, I have never had it. Unbelievable. Despite what they say about me, I have never had it. I've never had a bad word to say about the show. Never. Despite the shots they take at you and I. but They have been kind of mean. Yes. That's okay. They have been kind of mean. That's but, fine. You know, but, you know, listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion, as we said last night. Yep. <laughs> And remember, and remember that when you say everybody loves Larry. And, well, <laughs> apparently not a lot of people on Twitter. Well, look, it, it, to me, that? it's it's a you know I think we were an eight nine matchup. It can yeah. go either way. So, yeah. um, well, it didn't go either way. It wasn't well, close. Yeah, the 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 Gordon Michael K. Dominant. Pat O'Keefe. Well, I don't know. I was dominant. Pat O'Keefe and the Michael K. Voting got yeah. almost three thousand votes. Wow. All the other polls. Got like fifteen hundred. So clearly, wow. the the outrage of last year spurred someone from that show mm-hmm. to to pull a a fast one. Wow. Interesting. 
But you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. No, you got to tune in. Maybe there'll be payback. Who knows? You got to tune in. You never know what's going to happen on that show. You never know. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, Gordon, as if today wasn't bad enough about Edwin Diaz, what the heck is Mitchell Robinson doing? (laughs) What are you doing? Oh, we'll discuss it next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We'll talk about Mitchell Robinson in a couple of minutes. I want to stick with uh, the situation with the local teams and the injuries. Now, let me, let's me let hear from Billy Epler. He is the Met GM, and um, he was asked, will this injury change how the Mets feel on sending players to the WBC? In general, we are not given too many opportunities to stand in the way. When a player goes, there's certain criteria that has to be met uh, in order for a player to not go. When we're given um, that runway, we've taken it. We took it with Marte. So we filed the uh, the objection on Marte because we could. But I, I don't want to get into the specifics here. All right, Billy, Let's now that we know Diaz is going to be out about eight months, what do you do with the closest position? We built a bullpen that we walked into the year on paper that felt was pretty deep. You know, I think I've talked to a number of you about having, you know, five high leverage relievers and what that usually lends lends itself to. So, you know, we're in a spot where we have guys that have a good amount of closing experience on our roster right now. But as far as the immediate, you know, that's going to be the conversations that Buck and myself and Hefner have as spring rolls on. And we roll into the season about how we'll manage it or how they'll manage it, you know, game to game. It's going to give opportunities for other people. I know we've seen some good performances by some of the other guys that have been in camp this year. And so we'll see where we're at with some of the other other candidates here. We'll hear from Busteroni in a minute. He was on with Bart and Han. But Brandon Nimmo, how do you feel about not having your closer? It was a good game. It meant a lot. And I had Francisco and Diaz on Puerto Rico and obviously huge stars playing in this game. So I was I was watching for the same reason that, you know, everyone else was watching. I was like, do or die game in March. It's fun, you know, but things can happen. And obviously this is just like a complete freak accident because my wife's a, a nurse and, you know, we're sitting there and she's like, this just doesn't make sense you know, with the mechanism of injury. So it could have happened at this point while he was walking downstairs. You know, I mean, it, don't really know. So this, is, this isn't necessarily the WBC's fault on this. And fortunately, he just stepped wrong or was put in the wrong position, and it just happened. It's really unfortunate, but it did happen. Brandon Nimmo's a nice guy. Gordon, um, <laughs> just me being bitter, sorry. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh Gordon, but but this is not the first time this has happened on a baseball field with people celebrating, like jumping on home plate and getting injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they got to realize, I think it's obviously it's an emotion and in, in the moment and you're, you're celebrating and it's an achievement and so on and so forth. But you got to be careful in these situations. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard to regulate it, but I don't know. It's, it's just strange that you, you see this is not the first time you've seen this even during the season. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't really be having something important before the season starts. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why if you're going to do it, do it at the end of the season. Yep. Do you're it in right. November. Yeah. Makes sense to me. As I mentioned, Buster Only was on with Bart and Han. He was asked, what's the pushback on the tournament after injuries like Diaz? From you know the club executive side that I from around baseball, what I got back this morning was, 
Look, uh, it might be true, it is true, that uh, the players love doing the World Baseball Classic. It's got a little bit more juice. But you guys also know that during the, when uh, these contracts are negotiated, the, the teams will put in clauses, you're not allowed to, to hang glide. You're not allowed to uh, ride a motorcycle. You're not allowed to play basketball. We don't want you getting hurt outside of our workplace. Well, you know what? The WBC is not the New York Mets workplace. And so you can bet that they're sitting there gritting their teeth today, having just apparently lost the best closer in baseball for an extended period of time while competing in the the National League East. And so you can understand why people want to use the WBC to to foster interest in the sport, and you can understand at the team level why some folks just can't stand it. Oh, yeah, you and, and I'm some of those folks that can't stand it right now. <laughs> and the Mets have had their, their share of, like, weird injuries and, uh, you know, that just happened in the course of a season or whatnot, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they had Ike Davis with the, the Valley oh, Fever, please. right? Oh, my God, yes. Um, they had the, the Ryan Church one. They had Joanna Cespedes, obviously, with the – was it stepping off the horse by ch- getting chased by a boar or something like that? The Glavin one with the cab ride, Dwayne or Sanchez. I mean, they've had a lot of these weird kind of things. So uh, another one you can throw on the list, unfortunately. We are the Mets. Uh, <laughs> some things change, but some things don't change. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Hey, Buster, should players assume the risk or is it covered by the MLB policy? Diaz is the first reliever to get a contract over $100 million that's covered in insurance, uh, you know, set up through the WBC. It's probably not 100% coverage, but let's say the Mets are getting, getting 70% of it. Well, guess what? The amount of money that they're paying to Diaz is not separated under the lux- for luxury tax purposes. Yeah. The Mets are on the hook for the, you know, the remaining money left, and they also get hit with the $20 million luxury tax uh, bill. And, you know, which probably is, is uh, you know, this morning going to only enhance their frustration over this. Fortunately, he's got money. <laughs> yeah, money's not really an issue for the best. This was the World Ponds, it would be. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> well he, if it was the Will Ponds, Edwin Diaz would have been pitching for another team. <laughs> it's true. Or, or, or if he was there, he would have had to give them the hometown discount. Mm-hmm. That's what he would have had to do. 1-800-919-3776. Eli's in Washingtonville. Eli, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. First of all, Larry, my condolences. I know uh, you're hurting because of that Diaz injury. But listen, this World Baseball Classic, if you're a baseball fan, it's good for the sport. I know, you know, I'm a Yankee fan. Eli, when you say say that it's good for the sport, what does that mean? It's getting more fans to the sport? Yeah, look at the stadiums. Like, look at the stars. Okay, so it's it's making baseball money. Yeah, and um, listen, and and look at that the the, the situation with uh, Detroit, where they saw, you know, they saw that uh, a person from Nicaragua, um, a pitcher, struck up the side with soda in them, you know, and they quickly signed the guy. So you're recognizing talent from these teams also. So it's listen, it's it's an unfortunate accident. Like Gordon, you pointed out. Listen, the Mets just have bad luck when it comes to stuff, you know, that happens off the field. Like, you know, this guy is like, he could have been walking down the stairs in his house and this could have happened. You know? Could have, so, but it didn't. It, it was not a baseball injury. Like, it was just a, like, he, uh, you know, 
Well, he, it happened while there. he was playing baseball. It happened as a result of playing baseball. He got excited about the, the win. It was an exciting win. And it happened. That, I, don't, I don't think you can absolve. If the World Baseball Classic didn't happen, this is not like a wear and tear thing. It is a freak thing. But the freak thing would, like, would probably not have happened if he wasn't playing in the World Baseball Classic and celebrating. So you have to, it has to be on the World Baseball Classic. It has to be the fault has to fall there. If, you, if you're looking for something to blame, if he wasn't playing that, this wouldn't have happened. Like, for example, the, the, uh, remember when Paul George uh, went to face the Olympics and he had that, that terrible knee yep. uh, injury? That, yeah. So, but that was a, a basketball play and a basketball move. Mm-hmm. Where I, then fine, you could say, yo, listen, we can't send this guy to the Olympics because look what happened. But, you know, a guy just jumping, taking a hop on, on a celebration, and and it just happened to to, to, to mess up his knee. Like I said, he could have been going down the stairs of his house and this happened. Well, I hear what you're so, saying, Eli, uh, and, and, and thanks for the phone call and the kind words and the condolences. But, you know, the bottom line is this. And Gordon mentioned it earlier. He would not have been dancing or jumping up and down exactly. down in Port St. Lucie. He no. wouldn't have been doing it at that time. If it's and, and I know they have freak accidents. What do you think? Guys on the disabled list because he was cutting meat and he cut his thumb and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Baseball's I know, got a lot of weird ones. It does. I know things happen, Eli. I get it. But even it's it's just it's because they're playing something that they normally wouldn't be playing. I know what you're saying about in theory that he could have been doing this and he could have been doing that same thing that Brendan Nimmo was saying. In theory, yes, but it's not in theory. This is what actually happened. So it actually happened by him playing in the World Baseball Classic. And there have been injuries before, which is why several teams, including Eli, your New York Yankees, don't allow the players to go. And you know what's funny now that you say that? If this had been a Yankee player, Eli would have been killing Cashman. He would have been killing Boone, even though Boone wouldn't have been the man. You know, Boone's nowhere to be found. It would have been the Yankees' fault. This is why. This is Hal Steinbrenner. And, and I always kind of bristle at that. Well, you know, it's really good for the game. To me, good for the game is it's growing the game. Yeah. And and maybe the people that are watching the World Baseball Classic, they will now become Major League Baseball fans. I don't know how you can even calculate that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this this is not here to grow the game. This is here to make the owners more money. Yeah. Yes, it's a payoff for the money that they're getting. It's extra money for the for the network mm-hmm. that's covering it. It's right. extra money, right? And, it, and it, extra it, money for it, baseball. It, and I can tell you, it's not something to grow the game because it's never about growing the game. It's about making <laughs> money for the sport. That's all it's about. Yes. It's at every turn. It's not long term thinking. It's all about what can we get more money for right now. The only way it grows the game is it allows the players to make more money and hopefully they'll land on your team, which will make you happy and that will increase your participation in growing and watching it, although you watching it anyway because it's your team. <laughs> and, and look, this is not to, to – I know a lot of baseball fans do enjoy it. Sure. Uh, certainly it's, it's grown in, in popularity and the games mm-hmm. have been uh, exciting for the most part and yep. the, the buildings have been sold out. That's all well and good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not – I'm a baseball fan, but only in regards to my team. Right. If this were the Olympics, I'd feel the exact same way. If Paul George were on my basketball team and he got hurt in the Olympics, I'd feel exactly the same way. I would not be happy. Of course not. I would not. If, if, let's bring it home. If Julius Randle got hurt in the the Olympics, I would not be happy. 
I would, I would say, why are you sending? Why is he over there? And and mm-hmm. and I and I once again, I would understand why he would want to be there. He's playing for this country. He's representing the country. I get that. I understand it. Sure. From his standpoint, okay. From his standpoint, I'm not him. <laughs> exactly. I got my own feelings. I got this my is, own things that I care about. Right. Exactly. I'm not looking out the same window he's looking out. <laughs> so it's different for me. Gordon, I, I, you've been so nice to me that I'm going to hold Yankee talk a little bit later. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Because Hal Steinbrenner said something today that's going to not make you happy. Mm. And I don't want to do that to you right now. I appreciate I that. I don't want to do that to you. And I purposely held it before Eli called because he would have made you even matter once he, <laughs> <laughs> once he heard it. All right. But when we return, I'll tell you why I'm upset with, you know, Mitchell Robinson. And it's probably just me being, uh, as Ray Santiago used to always tell me, Petty Crocker. I'll mm. explain next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, but how about Donnie Hathaway the other day? Yeah, right? I oh, see sad. Definitely. I don't know if you've ever seen the – they have a lot of them now, especially on TikTok where, where young kids uh, hear songs apparently mm-hmm. for the first time. I can't imagine they're actually hearing the songs for the first It's their real reaction. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have Donnie Hathaway songs, and they realize that Donnie Hathaway is a white guy. <laughs> and uh, they're always blown – like, wait a second, really? Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, he had some great songs now. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Wow. Oh, yeah. Great voice. Great voice. Great voice. Great voice. The, um, you know, there is a uh, Donny Hathaway uh, who passed away in the late 70s mm-hmm. who was African-American. And he was a tremendous singer. Uh-huh. Tremendous singer. Great voice. Um, was a ranger. Uh, um, I think, if I remember correctly, I remember years ago reading an article uh, about him and was talking about how Rolling Stone um, described him as a soul legend. He was so good. He was so good. So, um, you know, it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm confusing Donny Hathaway with uh, with Bobby Caldwell. Bobby Caldwell oh, okay. is the one that just passed away. Okay. The one that I was All thinking right. of. Gotcha. I'm, I'm screwing mm-hmm. it up. I've completely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Messed no it problem. up, Larry. This no problem. No problem. No problem. We all make mistakes. Believe me. Yeah. We all make mistakes. <laughs> Believe me. And I think Mitchell Robinson made one. Yeah. Good segue. So here's the thing, Gordon. Um, I understand that players get frustrated. Okay. And mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want. If I'm on a team, I want my players not to be happy if they don't feel they can that they're not giving that that they could do more. Right. right. I, so I want them to speak out. But Gordon, let's be honest. Mitchell Robinson is not going to be confused with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from scoring at the center position. No. Now, I, he's, he's talked about it before. He's framed his, his mindset about, you know, I'm trying to shoot threes. I want to be more involved in the offense. And then, Gordon, you give him the ball sometimes just on a, lab and he, a lob, and he can't even hold on to the basketball. So he sends out this tweet. Well, actually, it was on TikTok. I, ho- I hope you're not going to use this on Saturday. I, I didn't see it on TikTok. I okay. did not notice it. Okay. Well, I think it was on TikTok. I think I read somewhere it was on TikTok. 
and uh, he was his comments were, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not running up and down just for cardio, <laughs> 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 which is pretty funny. It is. A, it's a funny line. It's a funny line. And he wants to be more involved in the offense. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but you know what, Gordon? Sometimes when they push the basketball, he's not mm-hmm. even close to them on the offense. He's, he's in the background. And he just hasn't developed anything in the low post where you run plays for him. You know, so I, I, right now, here's your focus. Here's what I need you to do. The Knicks salvaged a West Coast trip of four games. They lost the first. First of all, they lost to Charlotte going on the West Coast. Yeah. Okay. They lose the first, the Sacramento game. Listen, the, Sacramento's a great team. All right. They play well. They're, what, I saw I saw that they're 18 games over 500 for the first time since God knows when. Mm-hmm. And and so you lose to the Clippers, but you bounce back. You, the Lakers give you a door to open. You recover. You beat them, and you, and you won your last game against Portland. And now you've got the Denver team in your building at one o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So right now you're in the middle of trying to fight for a playoff spot. You're back in the fifth spot today after the the um, Nets lose, mm-hmm. and the Nets lost to OKC, and they lost again tonight. And you know, you, you're in the spot. This is your focus right now. If you've got an issue with scoring, talk to Tibbs. If you've got an issue with scoring, talk to the assistant coaches. Gordon, I don't need you putting this out here right now. There's there's other things that you need to focus on. And, and you scoring right now when you haven't worried about scoring, you've been running up and down on the court all season. Why now do you start to talk about, I, I want to score the basketball more? It's never good to complain when you're when you're – Play when the team is having success, and I know the the way the the road trip started, but overall this has been a very successful year for the Knicks uh, so far. And, and you're hoping that it's you know they're going to finish five or maybe four or somewhere and, and play a playoff series. This is one of the better years that the Knicks have had with Mitchell Robinson on the team. Mm-hmm. So when you're complaining when you're winning, that's bad. Is also another thing if he were going into his free agent year this year and he hadn't been paid, and he's looking to, to boost his numbers maybe mm-hmm. to, to make sure. It, but he's locked into a contract. Yes. So there's, I mean, that, that's really, there's no other way to look at it than selfish. Yeah. It's almost like when Elijah Moore was complaining during the season that he's not getting yes. the ball. Meanwhile, the Jets, that's when the Jets were winning games. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a terrible look. And you would like to think that at this point for Mitchell Robinson, a guy who's, you know, part of the foundation here, right? He's, not, he's yeah. signed for the next couple of years. He's been a Nick his entire career. He's done this before. The team is now winning. Things are good. Uh, it's just very odd. Yeah. So it, it's me. You know, you know what I'm saying, Gordon? It's me. And, and, you know, I just, I've always been that way. Yes, I understand you're not happy. I don't need to know on the outside that you're not happy. Talk to the you got a bunch of people you see every day. Yeah. Talk to them. They, yeah, they have a lot more to do. It was actually on Snapchat. Snapchat, okay. the people on Snapchat will have absolutely no impact on whether or not you get a chance to score uh, on offense. All right. Uh, so maybe maybe talk to maybe Tibbs or the coaching staff yeah. or somebody within the organization and make your point clear. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't know. We talk to Nick fans all the time. I don't. I've we've not heard many that have said, you know what, man, they really got to get Mitchell Robinson going on the offensive side. (laughs) We take calls all the time, Larry, and you know they're not all good calls. Sometimes people bring up ridiculous things. Nobody anywhere has brought that up. That's how no, they have outlandish it really is. They have not. Let's take some phone calls, Gordon. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Roscoe's in Brooklyn. Hey, Roscoe, you're next on ninety eight seven. 
I'm saying, Larry, don't be hard on my man Mitch, man. Like, I mean, at least I alley-oop something. Let's, 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 That's let's, all he let's does is alley-oops. He does alley-oops and lobs. Roscoe? Roscoe, he does alley-oops and lobs. That's all he does. Uh, I mean, yeah, but, you know, like, I feel like we Mitch is gonna take like we gonna go as far as Mitch's health. If 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 he stays health, we good. Like that, that's all I'm saying. Like let, let's not let's not stay here and criticize him. Let's not you know let's not get hard on him. Like he's you know he's still a a, a, a giant that's balling. He's young. Like like I, I don't know if y'all saying he's selfish or not. Like I don't I don't feel like he's selfish because he gives his all. He's a double double guy all the time. So, anyways, on another note, though, but uh, yes. on that DS thing, mm-hmm. I think that was selfish of him. I, I think that was selfish of him yesterday of, you know, $100 million and, like, you know, you, you, you owe it to your team. You owe it to your team and you over here, like, jumping around like, a, like you know, like, that, that's kind of what, what irritates me. Like, the baseball, I, I think it's great for baseball. You guys might not like it, but... I feel like a hundred million dollars is like a lot of money to be doing things like that, guys. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. He has a very weird definition of selfish. Mitchell (laughs) Robinson is not selfish for complaining about not getting the basketball when he's not a great offensive player and the Knicks are winning and he's paying four years, $60 million contract. But Edwin Diaz is selfish for getting caught up in a celebration after a big win at the world baseball classic. See, Roscoe, I understand. I, I hear what you're saying, but here's here's where I'm gonna here's where I'm going with this. For Diaz, he's playing for his country. Yeah, he's pumped up. You're supposed to be pumped it's up. It's different. It, even, even if he was like, anytime you're playing a game, it's a, yeah. It's, and it's for his country. This is a different. And this is and... this is the Olympics. This is the baseball Olympics. This is why, because baseball is not an Olympic sport anymore. This is what they have. All right. So you want to be because you want to say you are the best baseball team, Gordon, in the world. It's baseball's World Cup. Yeah. It's 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 what it is. So for him, yeah, you I understand what you're saying. He's selfish because of the money he's making. But for him, he's like, okay, I'm making that money here, but but it, I can I win a baseball championship. That'll be fabulous. A World Series would be great. But I could win for my country, where I'm from, the pride and everything. It's a different level. It's a different level. So you're looking at himself as from a monetary standpoint, but he, I understand the pride for his country. I get it. I understand why players go. I really do. I understand why they go. I just wish that they would be, you know, very, very careful. <laughs> very careful. It's a, yeah, it's a terrible break. It's a terrible it is. break. It is. I mean, he, I mean, and, and, Gordon, I can't tell you why. I'm watching the video, and they lifted up his knee, and – you could hear him scream, even though there's no, <laughs> there's no yes. mics nearby, because the knee hurt so bad. Oh, it was just like I know. Well, I, I saw it on Twitter, and I didn't really, I didn't know what I was looking at at first. And then you're thinking, oh, who's that? Who is that? And then I saw, oh, it's Edwin Diaz. I'm like, oh my. And then you see the, was it his brother that was crying? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh boy, it wasn't good. No. We'll continue with the region breakdown next on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, but how about Donnie Hathaway the other day? Yeah, right? I see oh, crystal rain Definitely. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm confusing Donnie Hathaway with Bobby Caldwell. Bobby Caldwell oh, okay. is the one that just passed away.